You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptation of material things. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. So, in studying this phenomenon of generosity, I found that sometimes even generous people don't know why they are generous or why it's such a good thing to be generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. But did you know that there are lots of very good reasons why we should be generous? First of all, gener generosity is defined in several ways. Webster says generosity is the habit of giving. Others define it as a willingness to give. I found one definition that said it's the spirit of giving. In all cases, gener generous people are consistent givers. So the question is, why be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because it emulates a characteristic of Christ. Who is more generous than Christ? When he walked this earth and since he lives in us, no one has ever gave more of himself like he did. If we're serious about following Christ, we must be generous. That's enough reason right there to be generous, but there's more. The next reason is because generosity defeats materialism. The word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptation of material things. But by exercising generosity in our lives, we overcome it. By placing the giving to others above our own desires. And another reason is generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. The word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously and we know we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us. Things that work in our lives. And finally, generous giving is an investment in today and eternity. The word gives us many references on how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says give generously. And do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings today. But what is even more exciting is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ, who died for our sins, does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures 
in heaven. There's a beautiful story of a, I heard a few years ago of generosity about a young girl who had a, a, a real rare disease. And the only chance to save her was a blood transfusion. And the only good candidate for her was her little five-year-old brother. So when they asked the little boy if he would give his blood, he said, if it will save my sister, I'll do it. So while laying next to his sister during the procedure, the boy started to feel weak and he turned pale. And then he looked at the attending nurse and he said, will I die right away? You see, no one explained to him that he wasn't giving all of his blood and that he would survive. You see, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. So whether you know it or not, your generosity is a great thing. And it's an important quality to develop in our Christian walk. My favorite quote on generosity is this one. The truly generous is the truly wise. And he who loves not others lives unblessed. I want to be wise and I want to be blessed, don't you? Do you need help right now? God is interested in you and your problems today. Stay tuned to hear how God is here to help you right now with your needs. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at Batteries Plus Bulbs Outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. If I said to you this morning that the Lord is here, that he's with us, I know you would agree with me. Many of you would say amen. But how many of you know that God really is the God of right now? The Word tells us many ways that God is just that, the God of right now. We know that the Word says that God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that he said that and that it's true. But when Moses asked God one time, who do I say you are? God said, you tell them, I am who I am. Did you ever wonder why God said that? You see, God was not going to be labeled like all the false false gods that Moses had seen in his life. I am who I am is God because there's no 
adequate description of God. There's no one name that does the trick. God only allowed names to be referred to him by his characteristics, like Jehovah-Jireh, our provider, Jehovah-Rapha, our healer, things like that. So it's interesting to me that God uses this way to describe himself. I am who I am, which is certainly a present tense. In fact, one of the names that God does allow himself to be known was Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord who is present. Thousands of years later, when Jesus speaks, he uses the same present tense. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. So throughout the ages, Even though we know God was always before and will always be. When he communicated with people, he wanted us to know he was living in the moment with us. Now. Even today, one of the reasons why our worship services are so fulfilling to our spirit is because we are communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel his presence, it's because... He's really here right now. And I'm making this point and exaggerating this point to you this morning about God being the God of right now because I want you to know something. God is as great right now as he's ever been. He's always been great, but he's just as great right now. The word says that he's the same today or yesterday, today, and forever. So he can be to you and me what he was to Moses, to David, Joseph, Peter, and Paul. The same God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas, slaying giants. The same God to you who said, I am who I am. You see, God's, his reach spans eternity. But he's always been focused on right now with you and me. Now is the most important moment of your life. Because you can't go back. You can't see ahead. But you can always make a choice right now. You can only do the right thing now. You can only ask forgiveness now. You can only give of yourself and your resources now. What I'm saying is, God is interested in you and your problems today. And when I say we should live in the moment, I'm not saying that we should live impulsively or carelessly. We know God values common sense and wisdom, and he even helps us acquire those qualities But grasping the fact that God is living in the now with us means that every second of our life is meant to be lived to the fullest. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you remember this story, the Lord once made the point to the disciples that we should be more like little children. 
Why do you think that he would say that? Could it be because kids are so much better at living in the moment and forgetting the hurts of yesterday, having way too much fun to worry about tomorrow? You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with God. That's why he reminds us of our past. Tries to make us fear our future. But the word says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of Christ, our sins have been reconciled and forgotten and By faith, our future is assured so we can defeat the enemy by reminding him that we're eternally connected to God and we're living each moment of our life with him, for him. And we're going to do it right now. You know, today we want to stay connected with people all the time. We feel the need for constant communication. We've got Facebook, we've got Twitter. Text, Skype. For some reason, we feel better when we know this connection is right there at our fingertips, especially with the people that we care about the most. We rush through life so many times, not putting the Lord in this loop. Lord wants to be on our quick dot. He's always been there for us, ready, waiting. To get involved in our life. So we always have to remember that when we don't feel connected to God, it's not his fault. That's on us. I heard someone say recently that eternity is a never-ending series of now moments. I'm convinced more than ever that no matter what's going on in our lives today, whatever your trials and troubles. The word that you need to hold on to is simply this one. Today is the day. The Lord has made rejoice and be glad in it. Would you say that with me? Today is the day the Lord has made rejoice and be glad in it. Do you need to make some changes in your life today? Stay tuned and be encouraged. When you're willing to change, the Lord will help you do it. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Buy Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. 
We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Okay, I want to talk about change, making changes in our life. Now, listen to this story. Okay, this, this is a story about an ancient monastery in Europe, perched high on a cliff, hundreds of feet up in the air. And the only way to reach this monastery is to be put in a basket suspended by a rope and be pulled to the top by several of the monks. So obviously the steep ride up the the mountain to the monastery is terrifying. And one tourist got extremely nervous when about halfway up, he noticed that the rope holding him in the basket was old and frayed. So in a trembling voice, he hollers up to the monks on top. How often do you guys change the rope? After a few moments of silence, the monk responded, every time it breaks. (laughs) You know, most of us are not crazy about too much change in our life. We spend our time trying to get things the way we like them too much. And sometimes even when change is obviously for the better, we resist it. I mean, I was slow to jump in on this online banking and paying the bills online, even though I know it's easier. I would still prefer to write a check and mail it. And I don't have a good reason for it. I just don't like that change. You see, we resist some changes in our life just because we were okay with the way things were. So there are two kinds of changes that go on in our life. The kind, like I just mentioned, that we're pretty much forced to embrace sooner or later. And then there's the kind of changes that we need to make in our life. And you know the kind of things I'm talking about. It's a habit, or it's an unhealthy relationship, or it's putting off doing things that you know you should, or it's abandoning a discipline or a principle that you've always had before. It could be lots of things. But whatever it is, the Lord has already prompted you or convicted you about it. But so often we have the same mentality about those kind of changes that we have with the first kind. We know we need to change some things, but we've just gotten so comfortable with the way things are. We don't want to. But if we don't change, then we're just like the old rope pulling the basket up the mountain. Sooner or later, something's going to break. But if you're like me, you can always take an examination of where you, where you are right now. Because if I'm really honest, I know that there are some things that I need to change. So I want you to listen to this. Here are some reasons why we need to be willing to make some changes in our life. And the first reason is because God created the world to be ever-changing. He made night and day the four seasons of the weather, mountains, valleys, land, sea. He intended the world to be interesting and changing all the time. And the word says that there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So he meant for your life to face the challenge of change and to face it often. And one of the reasons that God made the world and you a place of constant change is so we would notice the one thing that doesn't change. Do you know what that is? 
It's him. God doesn't change. He's the same today as when he made the world and you. And you ask, why doesn't God change? That's easy. He doesn't need to. He was, he is, and he is to come. God doesn't change, which is a really great thing. Because what it means is you can count on him not to change his mind about you. The next reason we need to be willing to change is because that's how we grow spiritually. It won't happen unless we decide to change. When we're open and willing to change, the word says we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means God can penetrate our heart and mind and reveal himself to us in a million creative ways. And finally, we need to be willing to change because that's how we become truly alive in our faith. And we know that there's always some risk in change. It's not comfortable. It presents new challenges. But the word assures us that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to to his purpose comes down to this change isn't always easy but it's always necessary if we're going to grow there's an old saying goes like this there is no growth without challenge and there is no challenge without change can i ask you something this morning are there some changes in your life that you need to make today? Well, if there are, today is a good day to start making them. Because when you're willing to change, the Lord will help you do it. And I promise you that when you take that step, something good will happen to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.